Hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome to another episode, um, another another special episode of Girl Boss Radio. I'm Sophia Amoruso, the founder and executive chairman of Nasty Gal and the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Girl Boss, and the soon-to-be-released book, Nasty Galaxy, which you can pre-order now on nastygal.com slash book or anywhere books are sold. To stay in touch with everything Girl Boss, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Girl Boss and on Facebook at Girl Boss Inc. You can sign up for our newsletter, Girl Boss Diary, by going to girlboss.com. And there's a lot of really great content there. It's where you can access all of our podcasts. And you can follow me at Sophia Amoruso on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. So last week, I mentioned that I'm teaming up with Prudential on their 401k race for retirement. For those of you who don't know, and we should all know, Prudential solves investment, insurance, and retirement challenges, helping individuals, organizations, and communities, and you, reach their goals. You guys know I think it's so important for us to not only save for retirement, but to save right now. So I'm helping spread the word with a special edition of Girlboss Radio in partnership with Prudential. So the financial world can be a scary one. It seems really daunting um, looking up at your financial future, getting credit card offers in the mail, and hearing about things like 401ks and Roth IRAs and pensions. And the word retirement when you're in your 20s just seems like such a distant, not even a dream, just what is that? And who wants that? And I never want to stop working. But we all have a future to pay for. And sometimes it's not our future. It's a family's future that you don't have yet, or it's your parents who ultimately will get old. Um, So finances permeate our friendships and relationships. And it's important to have honest conversations with these important people in our lives about money. So who better to talk about things with than my friend, my very good friend, Alexi Wasser, who has her own podcast called Love Alexi, um, which I've been a guest on. And uh, Alexi, I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. You've been on this podcast before. I've been in this tiny, tiny, uh, hip, cool, casual room podcasting before. Okay. Okay. We're talking finances? We're talking finances. This seems ridiculous that anybody would want to hear what I have to say about financial stuff. But actually... No, because you're... Excuse me, guys. (laughs) You know, we're like girls in our 30s who... What? Who told you? (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Excuse me. Um, Um, No, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings on finances that I think people can relate to. Yeah. If you want to know. I want to know. Sipping my free coffee that I've been given here at Nasty Gal. Very no, grateful. Nothing is free. I'm uh, kidding. I'm kidding. Some things are free. <laughs> oh, God. I hope so. No. Um, what was your first memory of, of dealing with money? Uh, I mean, probably early on. You're like... Okay. You're like a kid in Hollywood. I'm a kid in Hollywood. Well, first of all, I'm like a... My family, I come from like a middle class background. That's a weird thing. I was actually talking about this. My uh, Uber driver uh-huh. yesterday for no reason. Because um, <laughs> you're friendly. Because I had him trapped in a car and he would listen. Um I was born and raised in Hollywood, and people think, like, when I tell them that, they think I'm, like, a rich kid, but really, you know, uh, I don't know how politically incorrect I can be on this podcast, but... You can say you're not a rich kid. I'm not a rich kid. I was, um, I'm, I was like, I'm, like, a latchkey apartment kid baby. I was going like, to say latchkey, but I didn't want to offend Yeah, you. no, I love it. Like, I, I like, my it's parents... Cool. My parents were never married. My dad lived in... Wait, I lived in apartments. I'm an apartment baby, and I was just, like, am I... Uh, my parents were both kind of struggling and they're both freelance people. My mom's a musician. My dad's a photographer. And like, 
so I didn't come from money. And then when I was little, I was bit by a dog when I was two years old. And I almost lost my eye. And oh, my I, God. And so I got, you know, uh, we went to court with the people whose dog it was, and I got all this money. And I, we, we put all this money that I, we got from the dog bite uh, into a college fund for me. And when I turned 18, I didn't end up going to college. Nobody was paying attention to me. I don't know where my parents were, but I uh, I got the money when I was 18, and I just blew it. I moved to New York, and I just spent it on everything. So How much was, money did you get? Oh, I can't even tell. It's embarrassing. It's So I didn't go to college, and I had my college fund. It was given to me at 18 years old, and I blew it. I'm like, you know. So you didn't go to college. I didn't go to And I was just an idiot with that money. I'm just Did I you want to so go stupid. to college at some point? And you're like, shit. No, I don't even. No, <laughs> no. I don't even regret not going. Did you go to college? No. Uh, See? We're no. fine. Yeah. We're living our goddamn lives. But what I didn't do, I don't know what I blew that money on, but it went like that. And uh, and I was broke and I was an idiot. No, no one was overseeing my finances. Nobody. So you're my, 18? I was 18 years old and I went through probably over $50,000, wow. like, which is on what? I'm going out drinking and hanging out and it goes fast. Bullshit it Target, goes so you know? fast. Yeah. Even now I've got to be like wary when I go to Target because all of a sudden you go in there for oh, a toothbrush. I know. And I like, know. $400 later, you're like, you got like OXO, like good grips, what like is this? kitchen supplies, Morona like, outfits. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Um, so much underwear. So much unnecessary. I actually wish that Target would rip off uh, more highbrow underwear so I could buy it. I want them totally. to start ripping off La Perla so I can just like yeah. buy four hundred dollars worth of that and get a lot of stuff as opposed to one bra. Anyway, underwear was one of the last things that I stopped stealing. What um, underwear? Yeah, because it's so expensive. Oh, the last thing you stopped stealing because you're yeah. like, I'm still. I was like, it. Yeah. this should not be twenty dollars. <laughs> it's made out of nothing. I went but to Asia I, I get it now. I mean, uh, I kind of get it now. Oh, here's one embarrassing thing that happened when I was uh, dating an ex boyfriend. And he made so much more money than I did. And we went, we just started dating and we went to Agent Provocateur on Melrose. And I picked out all this lingerie because it was under the uh, guys. I thought he was going to buy it for me. I thought it was a present. It ended up being $600 (gasps) and he wasn't going to pay for it. And I got Uh so embarrassed and my ego got involved. I went, oh my God, I'm too embarrassed to say I can't afford this. And I just put on a credit card and bought all this stuff in front of this guy. That was an embarrassing thing. So always just follow your gut and uh, don't... uh, I feel like that could happen like so easily. Yeah. Like I feel like that would happen to me. Um, oh, so I blew all the money. So I had my college fund, went through that, thought, well, God, I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to be much more grateful and responsible with my money in the future. Not so. In my early 20s, I started making money from commercials and I started making a lot of money doing commercials. And again, I just went through it. I just thought the money, I think a, a problem that 20 something, like late teens, early 20s, a mistake people make is you kind of think that like, the money is going to keep coming. If you're lucky enough to start making money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you go through this when you started making money? Like, this was never going to end. I never really started making money until the company was making money. But I think more recently, I've experienced that even just like, it's never going to end. It's like, never... check out what Forbes said about me. Like, it's yeah. endless. And, you know, it's just we're both young. We have a whole life to pay for. Yeah. Who knows what happens and how long what money we have now lasts. So I would say that's a more recent feeling for me. Yeah. I feel like in my early 20s when I started making money, like a lot of money from commercials, I just thought, well, it's never going to end. I I was living under this misconception that it would just like be uh, limitless or endless or whatever. And then at some point I stopped making money and it wasn't coming in and I was broke and I'd never been broke before in my entire life. And have you ever been broke? I was always broke. You're right. I got to read the book. I got to read the book. You haven't read the book. I've what? only read my passage. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, are you? Just it's okay. Kidding. You can be kidding. You can kidding. be serious. No, I know. I uh, Listen, I read the pilot. I read the book. 
dumpster diving. I got, get it. Got it. But uh, that's all there is to know. But then when I got when I became broke, just talking about like the you know, and I'm actually so grateful for the for the time when I was broke because I'd never experienced that, uh, and it made me uh, develop a new relationship with finances where I was like very grateful, and all of a sudden it was like a fifty cent refill at Starbucks was like this is amazing. Oh my goodness, I'm so grateful for this. Or you know, I used to always go grocery shopping at Whole Foods and not pay attention to prices because I just took everything for granted. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, man. wait a minute, Trader Joe's. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. I can eat for three weeks or a month for like oh, $70. $50. You can just like it's crazy. load up. For- and, and then I started making money again after that. But what shifted in me was because I had this experience being broke. And during that experience being broke, I also had to, had to do something that was really important. I feel like other people could maybe benefit from this. I had to separate myself from my finances. And what I mean by that is even though I was – broke and I would wake up every morning being like, oh my God, what, am I, what if I can't figure it out? What if I can't get a job? What if I can't pay all the bills? I had to, and that's that's an actual feeling that I, I can also now relate yeah. to people who go through that because I had no idea that the majority of people, you know, I had no idea about that's when you're broke and you wake up and you have that anxiety and that pressure and this weight upon you where you're like, oh my fucking God, I'm terrified. I'm frozen. I'm actually so frozen. I don't know what to do. And then that limits you from being able to get a job. I mean, like, so you have to kind of go, I am not my finances. I'm a personality. I have my heart. I have my whole essence or whatever. It sounds ridiculous what I'm saying. but yeah, uh, that's cool. But I had to separate my, my financial panic and my bank account statement from who I am as a person. And so I kind of like had this opportunity to like learn how to gracefully navigate and recognize that the two are separate things. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so when I go out, when I'm walking down the street and I'm, don't be panicked, don't be bummed out and, and grumpy that you they have no money that'll figure itself out that doesn't mean you can't smile the person walking down the street and kind of like and be you can still be happy while you know your bank account is uh negative (laughs) or whatever so money and emotions just generally don't mix and that you know finds its way into friendships and relationships and oh god and i have fancy friends you included so it's like and this is not about you but it's like i found myself like i've been in situations all throughout my life where i don't know if you experienced this when you were you know, when you're a dumpster, when you're in that period of your life, yeah, where you go out to like, you know, it's Los Angeles, it's Hollywood, it's, uh, totally. it's Tinseltown. You go out to dinner with a bunch of friends and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to miss out on the party. I want to be totally. part of the group. Everybody's ordering stuff. I'm just going to order a small soup and a drink for us, you know, eight dollars. And then the, I, I'm good. And then everyone wants to split it. And then they're like, OK, it's four thousand dollars. Can we all split it? And you're like, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I had a like a $15 hamburger and I've had like 20 something dollar hamburgers yeah. now but like this was like hamburgers were like not a artisanal item until I don't know I don't know how long ago maybe a decade ago yeah, yeah like they were $8 yeah. at most and I was in New York with our friend Monica and who like has like such highbrow taste and yeah. took me to this place in Manhattan sat down I ordered a hamburger it was like 15. I made such a hissy fit. I was like, what? Is, I was like, ew, yuppies. Like, what is this? Yuppies. No hamburgers worth $15. And then they brought over this like homemade ketchup. And I was like, where's the Heinz? I yeah. want Heinz. I do like Heinz. I prefer Heinz. I prefer yeah. Heinz. It's good. It's um, cozy. I don't want like your like tomato jam and Bullshit. your like burrata cheese on my hamburger. Yeah. I want a piece of cheddar or Swiss. Yeah. I want some raw onion. I like American sometimes. I just had a double-double animal style yesterday. Oh, my God. Because why wouldn't you get an animal style? If exactly. people know that exists and they don't get We're it We're talking in about In-N-Out That's now. crazy. Anyway, yeah. In-N-Out is a great way to save and money. And it's like $4. <laughs> and you don't get fat. 
And you don't. And you don't get fat. And also you can get it protein wrap, but that's bullshit. I still get the vine yeah, no, and no. I don't get fat. You don't get it in and out. We look to great. Eat a piece guys. of lettuce. Yeah. No. This is ridiculous. No. Do it. Go all the way. Get, tell me about times where I made you uncomfortable. Uh, no. Well, you're a, fa- <laughs> you're a fancy fr- Well, one time when I went to your bachelorette, I remember I had to like fly because I had, like no money, but I didn't want to talk oh, about yeah. it. Sorry. I know. And I never like, yeah. But I, but I was like, I got to go get this job. Your friend and I gets hustle. married and then. I wasn't bummed. Here. I don't care about that. I'm not like, I want to get married. I wasn't like, but it's a that. thing. No, I wasn't like, especially if there's like a bridesmaid or what's it called? A maid of honor. We're oh, supposed to like do a bunch of stuff. But it's weird because it must be weird because you have a lot of friends who are, don't make as much money as you do. Does it get awkward for you? Not really because if I invite someone to do something expensive generally, I'll like take care of it. You will? I feel yeah. like it. I mean unless that, it's so like just like a regular breakfast or lunch but if it's like hey let's go on vacation i mean yeah. with that I, I feel like i covered a lot but then you know even airfare yeah you know it's like i never know like where people's finances are and yeah you always seem like so set you seem like you do a really good job and you're constantly working yeah and so from the outside even it's like it's hard to gauge yeah i you know, know I where people, people are i think people want to be quiet about it too well i think that's smart even if you make a lot of money if you aren't making money you kind of want to be like oh it's my personal thing why is that why are people so but the last thing you want to do is make your friends uncomfortable financially and i think yeah i've like reached a place where i'm like i have lost a little perspective maybe yeah and i think that just happens but it's coming back real fast oh so. well here's the story <laughs> so i was out with my with my girlfriend and we were out it was new year's eve many years ago and we were with a very famous famous fancy friend right mm-hmm. and the famous fancy friend you know because that happens in los angeles you it's all different types of people and you end up in these exciting tinseltown hollywood uh mm-hmm. things whatever and so the fancy famous friend uh that's how i refer to her was paying for bottle service and all this stuff and my girlfriend was like, oh, I feel horrible that the fancy famous friend is paying for all this stuff. I'm going to pay for the next bottle. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Go for it. The bill comes for the champagne. A thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. It was crazy. And she was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I only have a thousand and one dollars in my bank account. She so paid crazy. for it. She paid for it anyway because Aww. of pride, ego, embarrassment. It's like money. Ugh. And in dating, oh, my God, that's a whole other thing I want to get into. But uh, Let's get into it. I get confused because... I listen, feminism, feminist, that's a very strong, you know, word nowadays. I Are you a feminist? Of course I am. Of course I'm a feminist. Any woman who says she's not a feminist doesn't know what that means. Like, yeah. It's insane. I know. I that's agree. crazy. I agree. But where where does your conflict with feminism play it's, into finances It's not a conflict. A it's, a, it's me prepping myself, being ready for people listening to be like, well, that's straight up bullshit, Lexi. How dare you? That's not feminist of you. Like, I, I'm ready for this. But here's what I think. Uh, uh-huh. Finances play a role in dating because I don't know about you, but I'm a feminist because for many reasons, and uh, I have a career. I want to be paid uh, the same amount as men. I want that to be equal, equal pay, all this stuff behind closed doors when I'm dating because it's so topsy turvy now with like masculinity and femininity. I want to feel safe in a man's arms. I want, I want a guy to pay for the first date. Uh, yeah. I don't think, but like, uh, yeah, it's like, we're getting this fucking really. I mean, I thought you were going to say something insane, like I want him to pay for my lifestyle. No, not not a at first all. date. I think no. that's because. So I want to be. I'm already like a badass in my life, where I pay for all my stuff, all my bills. I have a career. I do everything on my own. Not to mention the stuff that I don't know if we do this for ourselves as women or for men, whatever. But something to be considered. 
eyelash extensions, mani pedis, clothing, laser shoes, hair removal, laser hair, hair removal, waxings, dye, haircut. <laughs> Fuck you, everybody. Pay for a first date. My God. I mean, my God. I know. It's ridiculous. Tampons. So, tampons. We're bleeding. We're going to eventually. Toilet paper. We're eventually going to have your baby and be laid up for like however long. Yeah. Pay for a first date. Feed me. Feed us. And if you can't, if you can't pay for the first date and you're broke, come up with something romantic and whimsical. I'm not a monster. Totally. That's Run through a field Run with me. Run through a field with me holding my hand. Let's go steal stuff. Let's get pay for the in and out. It's $6. Have you ever like. No. <laughs> Stop right there. Have you ever combined finances with someone? Uh, no, because I'm not a moron. I would never do that. Here's what I think. Even if, we, would you ever get married? I would for sure get married. I would get a prenup. Uh, I want a man to like pay for dinners and woo me and like give me gifts. I want that. I want him to. And you can give him gifts and too. I, and, I, and also the more a guy pays, the more I go, oh, wow, thank you very much. I'm going to pay too. At a certain point in a partnership, you feel it out. It's like a dance. It's like a dance and you yeah. feel it out. And uh, and yes, I, I I will pay for stuff. I'll buy him presents, of course. I'm a big present giver. But if you get married, prenup. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should merge finances. I think that's really Mm-mm. dangerous. Mm-hmm. I think you should, when you, when you if and when you get divorced, you should leave what you came with. But you should each take what you brought into it, and not. And I really don't agree with. Or you like, just leave with whatever the prenup states. Whatever that's, the prenup that's states. That's kind of how it works. But yeah, I hope so. And yeah. then, and also, because I do have a problem with the idea, like if I were to marry a guy, uh, and we divorced, I wouldn't make him give me, and we don't have kids. I wouldn't want her to pay for the rest of my life like that happens Mm-mm. that's completely Mm-mm. unfair it's like i would feel like that's a type of prostitution that's like prenups a alone just paying for an attorney to put a prenup together how much is that the attorneys are expensive and then if you want to get a divorce and enforce the prenup and like have them ma- be like okay we have to like actually use this thing that's like another chunk of money for them to like put it together and be like oh okay God. well now this thing it's like plus lawyers are dangerous and they want to keep the stuff going as do. long as possible. That's also a dangerous slippery slope. They do. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, combining guns. finances does seem really dumb and totally unnecessary. Also, oh, I do have a friend who makes a lot cuz that's a newer that's like a thing I'm noticing a lot with my girlfriends. I have a friend who makes a lot more money than her boyfriend. He she bought the house, he lives in the house. They're standing in line and she's fine with that. They're standing in line for coffee one day. And the barista is like, that'll be $4. And he doesn't go to reach for his wallet. And uh-huh. and she went ballistic. And she went ballistic and went, it's just a coffee. I pay for everything. Can't she just pay for the coffee? Oh, my God. Because, and I actually agree. I get it. Because it's like, he lives there for free. It's already a bizarre thing. Because it, it's still a new thing to be a woman who makes more money yeah. than the guy. Yeah. I don't know. And I think it's emasculating. I think it's okay to man. make more money. I, I just think... That yeah. everyone has to work. And they got to contribute and everybody has to and work. And be ambitious. Yeah. And contribute to the, like everyone has to have a role. Yeah. And contribute to like the, there's two people and then there's this other thing that is the relationship. Yeah. And people have to throw different things in the pot. And that can be finances, that can be, you know, taking care of the household, that can be, you know, whatever it is, there's different ways that people support one another. But once that becomes like, severely imba- imbalanced it's really hard to reach equ- equilibrium again or is, anything resembling it so if you had a baby okay i don't want to direct this towards you why is it off-putting or less attractive if the man doesn't make as much money as the woman or is that just me i don't i don't find it off-putting because i'm a monster i don't find it off-putting because i'm not attracted to 
yeah, I don't know. Just when I think of a man with money, I think of like some guy wearing like loafers with his ankles out, wearing like little Italian wool pants yeah. and his shirt tucked in with like an awful like that. minimalist belt and like the worst haircut kind of like who's that guy? with like a big butt, you who's know, that like guy? some guy who like That's thinks he's hot <laughs> shit and walks down the sidewalk like with his hair like That's not what I'm talking about. That's what I think of, and that's just so unattractive to me. I'm just thinking enough. I mean, I make a living for myself. I'm no longer <laughs> broke. I make I make a nice living. I just want somebody who does that as well, not the guy with yeah. the, the ankle bracelet on or whoever you're talking about. <laughs> but, oh, but I just like the idea toe that somebody, ring. the toe ring. I don't I don't want that, but I want like you know. I just want to know that like when I need if I'm ever going to get pregnant or if I want to take a breath that I can fall into the arms of somebody and I know that he's making an equal contribution or he's he's got it on lock. That's for fair. Better. Yeah, I think like... I just think that's a try. I do so much and I just like... I, I actually, I don't know if I'd be able to respect somebody who isn't bringing as much or more to the table as I am. But I get that emotional support is a beautiful thing. Can't like, we get it all? I'm a monster. I think uh, it's like, yeah, it's hard to even keep track to monitor someone else's income. I mean, it's I'm like, monitoring how do you know? everybody's income. I mean, I think of... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I just think that there's also, you know, especially when you're young, I mean, and hopefully no matter what time you get together with somebody, that you're building something together. And yeah. no one is ever in lockstep with the person they're building something with. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I, it's like you could out earn him today and he could out earn you tomorrow. But that's the level of support I think that you have to have, but you also have to go into it knowing generally that this person is like capable of generating income and is stable and is yeah. nowhere near being like unstable. Anyway, yeah. if you guys want to be date worthy, girls and guys, get your shit together. That's all we're saying. Get your and goddamn shit together. What's living like? paycheck to paycheck isn't so hot. I mean, that's just how it is for so many of us, but yeah. it's really up to you to save. To save just a little bit of your income. Oh, yeah. That's what I started doing. I started putting away half of my paycheck. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm so amazing. You've, you've got big paychecks. I mean. Half? I don't Most know Most people about can't that. do that. Well, I don't think I can do that. It, it, my bit, I'm like freelance, so nothing is stable. So I, I try my yeah. best and I, I'm looking forward to earning more so I can save more and eventually like, you know, buy a house and buy my car, you know, because I lease a car, which seems ridiculous. It's really normal and kind of really, smart. It is smart. I think so. I want to do this new thing where I like when my lease is up, where I do an experiment and see if it's cheaper to live, live out of your car. You live out of my car. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but do you think it's cheaper to Uber? I feel like it could be cheaper to Uber. I know people who do that. Are they, are they enjoying it? Um, that sounds promising. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Tune in um, next week. All right. <laughs> Wait, so, oh, but I do feel like if you are married and you have kids and then you get divorced, then I definitely feel like uh, having child support, and that's important. Then I feel like you should be getting yes. paid from the other person. No, if, but, you get, but if you're married? If you're married and you have kids and then you get divorced. Oh, and you get divorced. Then I'm all for, like, that person has to contribute financially because they're paying for the child. But if you have two people don't have money. It depends on custody and stuff, but yeah. But if the two people don't have kids, then I feel like, all right, we're done here. We tried. We failed. We lived. Yeah, we loved. It's like. We're done here. It's a see, wash. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. So much oh, relationship talk, but that's no surprise with uh, Love Alexi. It's true. It's me. Thank you. Um, my for podcast. coming on my podcast. We'll cross podcast again. Yeah. Come back to my podcast. I would love to. All right. You guys can find Alexi where? 
Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, at Alexi Wasser and Love Alexi Podcast, available on iTunes. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alexi. Thank you for having me. All right, you guys, that was another episode, a very special episode of Girl Boss Radio brought to you in partnership with Prudential. Prudential's 401k race for retirement is on September 17th. I'm going to be there and we're going to commit to saving and I want to see a lot of girls there. Our producer is Shara Morris. Thanks also to Emily Rubin, Kristen Meinzer, Laura Mayer, and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And thank you also to the band Phases for our theme song and to Same Animal for our interstitial jam. And remember, Prudential's 401k Race for Retirement is on September 17th at the Rose Bowl in Los Angeles. 